Hey guys, welcome back to the Grown Folks podcast and welcome to today's episode. So it's been a little while since I um, gave you guys a new upload to look forward to, but I wanted to give everyone a little bit of a break after the Black Owned series and let you guys digest and get to know all of those black business owners I was talking to. And now we're kind of going back to our usual content. So as you know, we have three segments. There is the get your money up, get your mind right, and grown and sexy segments. So today we are getting back to getting our mind right. And I thought it wouldn't be right to do this without bringing back on a previous guest that we've had to the show. So this all sounds very formal, <laughs> but, um, but I'm back with my good sis, Shamim. Um, if you remember correctly, we um, were talking all things therapy in the last episode um, and she was sharing her experience and just kind of talking through all of the things that she was doing as part of that journey. So now she's back um, and we are going to be discussing life after therapy. So how to navigate your work, family, personal relationships and, you know, essentially just exist in um, the world knowing everything that you know from, you know, working with a therapist or a counsellor. So, hello Shamim, welcome. Hello, 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 once again. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on again. No worries. Um, so we, I guess we... We can probably pick up where we left off last time and maybe talk about... Because when you were last on, were you still working with your therapist? Were you still like seeing her regularly? I was. You... I was seeing her regularly, yeah. yeah. Uh completed um, my sessions, my assigned sessions, mm-hmm. in I believe it was G- June? I say June. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. in June. So that that's when that was. But I think the one thing I would say about therapy is, it's never stay finished. In it. <laughs> <laughs> Once you start, you can't. Don't stay. don't start if you can yes. afford to. Mm. If you can afford to, mm-hmm. like, I think maybe maybe if you were going once a week, maybe you can cut it down to mm-hmm. maybe twice a month or something. Yeah, but I would say it's very. Um, useful to kind of have reminders along the way because mm-hmm. life you can get hit by c- circumstances whereby you forget everything that you learned yeah. and you're like listen beast mode or like survival mode i've got yeah. to deal with this i've got to deal with that but those constant reminders which is this having to go sit down and speak to someone who reminds you like yo remember what we spoke mm-hmm. about or like those little reminders are very necessary so if you can afford to yeah keep doing therapy honestly yeah. I think we all could probably benefit from seeing somebody at the at the at the very least maybe once a month to mm. be honest because it's life doesn't stop coming with the hits <laughs> giving you tests yeah so it's you know if you don't have people that you can confide in you know whether or not they're qualified yeah I can see why that makes sense okay so, so have you then so when you finished your assigned sessions did you then um, take a break? Mm. Um, how long was your break? And then what made you decide that you wanted to still go back and, you know, check? I haven't gone you? back in yet. Okay. So I'm still kind of shopping around because I don't want to go back to the same place. I want to most probably do um, or use a service that is very much like accessible 24-7. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a lot. I've seen a few of them online. Mm-hmm. So I'm look. I'm still looking around at those. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, I think when I did complete it, no, I don't like that word because I'm not done. It's never. Done. <laughs> the work is never done. Okay, done. so when that session, those sessions were closed off. Yeah. So I was closed out. You know, we had a conversation. I was very comfortable to kind of be like, yeah, I got this. Mm. I'm alright. <laughs> Which I'm still, I'm still okay. But obviously, we all have those moments whereby, yo, oh yeah, I can't call her because. <laughs> Like, I need to talk to her about this person right here or this thing that I'm going through. And, you know, I can't call her. Mm-hmm. But I think I want, um like, a service that is accessible 24-7. And I, that's something that I feel I, you know, other than having 
to go once a week i would prefer that type of service mm. whereby it's not assigned to a particular time but it's as and when i need it yeah. basically so that's something that i'm definitely going to be doing next most probably within the next month or so i'm going to okay. be starting that yeah because i've heard about and in fact i did a trial with better help mm. but they were quite uh, well i guess it depends on what what you, what money you've got to, yeah. to put aside for it but i remember thinking oh this is quite pricey yeah um but if it's a good service, it's a good service. Yeah, you get what yeah, you pay for, I think, yeah. with these things. Yeah, I think I've seen better help around. There's another one. I but I think they're US-based. Yeah. 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 Which yeah, most of them are, to be honest. Yeah, so if you are US-based, check them out. But mm. there's got to be, like, UK-specific online there must services. Be. There must be. Maybe they're just not as visible. But I want to do the work to look for those things more, even though they're not as visible to mm. us. I want to do the work to kind of look for them more because I know they're very necessary absolutely yeah and so i guess where do you feel like you've taken the most strides um like in which avenue of your life have you like really seen like some positive changes as a result of doing therapy um i guess when we think about like work life family life friends personal life relationships i would say the most um important not important but the most kind of like surprising change mm. but the most necessary was family mm-hmm. that was the most like the one that i almost felt like this is not guaranteed but hey here goes yeah like, you know <laughs> but like the changes that came from that was like and I, I didn't know how much i needed it because you know you grow older and you're like listen if I decide I want to be out here in the world by myself, I can cut all y'all off. Mm. Like, I can disown each and every one of y'all. But it's like, you do need, as human beings, we do need those connections, especially connections who we have shared experiences and shared memories. Yeah. So it's like, I didn't know how necessary it was for me to be very honest with us, you know, near and closest to me. So it was just for me to be very honest with people that were very close to me and just have them really see and feel where I was at and so I could feel that we were on the same page and we're being very honest with one another mm-hmm. um and that improved our relationships like immensely mm-hmm. and it it just it kind of humanized us in each other's eyes mm-hmm. and we stopped kind of just looking at each other as these people that were you know you're my mum you know, you're my sister. Mm-hmm. It was very much like, you're actually just a woman out here just trying to make it just <laughs> yeah, like me. Yeah. And you have been through some things that I'm not, I'm now aware of. And look at that. We're very similar because I've been there too. We have all these things in common that we never spoke about before. Mm-hmm. And it's just a space that we prefer to be in than where we were. Love so that. I think it was very much, like I would have not had those conversations had that not, had the guidance that I did mm. um I you know being in therapy simply because I think with therapy it forces you to be very self-aware mm-hmm. if you're paying attention and you're willing to that is because yes. yeah. that's, that's a part yeah. that some people skip yeah. but if you're willing to mm-hmm. be very honest because some people don't like to take on fault for anything they think like they're put on this earth and everything that happens to them is due to other people and yeah. whatever and they need but therapy the most I exactly <laughs> so i think it's made me a lot more self-aware and the more the more self-aware i've become the more i have seen how maybe i my relation to other people maybe is not quite what i desire it to be like mm. you know i know who i am now so when i see that i'm treating this person this way i'm like no that's that's not who i am mm. though so then i get to why am i treating this particular person this way and mm-hmm. that then i look in the mirror again i'm like oh i see you know that's because of that and i can deal with that and then i can maybe bring that you know relationship to a space where i feel it deserves to be and I feel that person deserves to kind of receive from me as well mm. so I think it was very important for family relations okay. definitely I would say I would say so which is an interesting one because I think with family it's especially if you've like lived with your family and, and mm. you've been brought up together like your siblings your parents and whatever it's so many years of 
stuff just oh. piled on top of each other. And you never even unpack. though you see these people very often, mm. day in, day out, you never unpack it because it's just too much work and you just have to get through the living situation. No one shows you how to unpack things like you that. Don't, yeah, I mean, you can talk about things and think that you've resolved them. Surface level. But you've not even scratched <laughs> the Absolutely top layer. No. So I can imagine that those are probably... Yes, absolutely the most important, probably, but probably the hardest mm. relationships to work through because it's years and years of behaviour that is just... You don't even think about doing some of the things that you're doing until you stop and say, why do I feel like this about you? Yeah. Or why is our relationship at the point that it is now? Mm. And until everybody's had their opportunity to say, well, there was this and then there was this and then yeah. seven years ago there yeah. was this. And yeah. there's so many things that... You, probably when I think about my siblings particularly me and my sister because I think with sisters it's it's always especially if you're close Mm. it's like it's like a friendship but it's also like family and it's complicated yeah I think there's many things that me and my sister have probably I don't know maybe we've gone through or that we've times that we've not seen eye to eye on stuff mm. and we've just brushed it under the carpet because it's just easier for yeah. everybody and for us if we just and brush that's, it under that's the how you were raised isn't it mm. no i said let's talk about this really hard thing everyone <laughs> goes around yeah absolutely not everyone was like well we've, we've got work tomorrow there's more important things in the world mm. there's more important things in life that are going or on they've sorted out oh not arguing it's all out you yeah. know it's never let's talk about why you're both screaming at each other yeah, right now absolutely but you know i think uh, i'm lucky enough that we i have an open enough relationship with my siblings that if something were really bothering me i would feel like i could go to them or mm. at least i would go to my mum first yeah and say how can i package this for yeah. these people yeah. <laughs> and then she would say just speak <laughs> yeah yeah um you know just have like a sounding board yeah but yeah that's i feel like that is something that family needs. Yeah. Uh, at least if one person if one person goes to therapy, mm. it's kind of, it helps the rest of the family. Yeah. Because yeah. then you become not that you should, but you become the the person that can start to bring out these conversations. Yeah. And it helps when you have people that are willing mm. to kind of be open. Because mm-hmm. that's the one thing that our my family I'm very thankful that they are like you know we don't pretend to know it all. Yeah. Um we know that we live in a different society to the one that we grew up, you know, we grew up in Uganda Mm. and we know that we live in a country that's not ours. A lot of the traditions and the practices here are not ours. Mm -hmm. We're just having to adapt. So we're very open, not very, very, because I know there's still restrictions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. But they are a lot more open to things, especially my mum being a nurse and be working um in health, she's very open to, you know, things that maybe affect the way people feel and, and the way they think. So she's very open to kind of ensure that she doesn't affect us any further when it comes to our mental health. So she's very much like, you know what, if you're going to go speak to her about something, she may not understand, but she will listen. Mm. She will listen. And if you have any suggestions of how to improve it, let's try it. Mm. So she's very much that type of parent now. And I feel like that's such a blessing because when I started feeling the way I was feeling and I was able to start putting it into words with the help of my therapist mm. and speak to my parents, my parent, um, my mother about it, she was very much like the way you received it. You know, when I was speaking to you ladies, mm. she was like, okay, teach me too. Like that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And that is such, like when you're going through therapy and you have things that you're dealing with, for like it's hard enough that you're dealing with it by mm. yourself. You want to be around people that are like, okay, teach me how I can help you. Yeah, let's talk about your work life. Because mm. obviously, before you started therapy was pre-lockdown. Mm. Which is mm. interesting that to talk about. And mm. now everyone is sort of permanently working from home. or A lot of people are. How has that been? Obviously, the fact that you work from home maybe has been beneficial. Um, mm. Especially with everything that's been going on. Mm. Uh, you know just in the world for black people um how has that been that you know navigating your work and relationships with your colleagues in lockdown after therapy um, so it's like layers now i guess i think i still to be honest my personality is very much 
I quite I love my own company. Mm. So it's it's like once and I've always loved working from home though I was restricted to how many days I could do it in the week and I'm always been yeah. like, oh man. So when this happened, it was kind of like a it was a blessing in disguise because yeah. when this happened and then obviously the the ra- racial tensions mm. kind of were intense in the world mm. and it kind of like the, the pot was just still with a lot of emotions i was like this is a time where i need time to myself so it mm. was almost it was almost i don't know made in a way that kind of worked for me simply because mm. it put me in a lot of different emotions like during this whole, the whole of the pandemic yeah. a lot of things have been happening with a i don't know what people's everyone's lives have, have, have been you know That's spun around mm. all of that and it's like the space away from people at work because i don't I probably have maybe two people at work that I really get on with and mm. they're not really people that I work very closely with. Mm-hmm. So the people that I work very closely with, I just about get on with a couple of them. Mm-hmm. So being a way to deal with whatever's been happening in the world yeah. has been was quite helpful. such a... Oh, <laughs> so helpful because the kind of, you know, the office environments, they have a conversation about everything, whether they know about it, whether they don't know about mm-hmm. it. So that whole idea of having to speak, having to hear people speak about things that were so close and very much about you, because mm. t- everyone's talking about race these yeah. days. I would have felt like I was being personally attacked every day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long I would have been able not to you know, speak or educate or feel the need to educate. So I'm so glad that God has spared me that labor. (laughs) And I've been able to just work from home. I haven't had to have many meetings. I've had a few, but they're not like regular. Mm -hmm. I'm quite glad that I'm able to just get on with my work and, you know, do the interactions that I choose to have. Yeah. And do you feel that that if you, if we weren't in lockdown, do you feel like the working environment would be the thing that, you need to talk to your therapist. Oh, of course. Even <laughs> before I was, about, even yeah. before lockdown, I said, look, yeah. child, I don't know if I'm going to make through this week. But I think the working environment was very much a, like, it was tr- it's triggering mm. because of the different types of people that work there. So definitely, I would have definitely had to sit down and told her, I'm about to quit my job, so you're going to have to help me out here. Like, I need to have this type of a conversation. And I think, I think I like, the thing I like about what this has done even though it has it has meant that a lot of people have been losing their lives a lot of people have been mm. losing their jobs they've been lo- there's been a lot of loss in yeah. this year um for the people that are still here and are still able to make changes as mm. life allows us to do sometimes mm-hmm. what he has done for us is as much as we are complaining that it's been a shit year it's been this and that it's just what we're left with is just literally a, something completely new that we now have to figure it out and we have to do something different so i think the conversations that are being ha- had about race they're very necessary. Mm. The things that have been done in most cases are very necessary. So even workplaces whereby a lot of us have been working and just keeping our heads down because we've been hearing and seeing a lot of things mm-hmm. done towards us that are not really acceptable. But where those things are, everyone's talking about them now. I do encourage for people that maybe have been feeling a certain type of way. If you have a type of workplace that is like, open to having those conversations take mm. part because i never used to take part in those things when i used to have like those kind of focus groups yeah. you know let's let's talk Diversity about oh my god bame this and bame that Whatever. oh <laughs> please i never used to get involved because yeah it, it, there was no there was no fruition nothing happened afterwards i just mm. wanted to be seen as doing something okay so now people are being very honest and I say, you know what, yeah, I want to be part of the change, even if it doesn't happen during my time. Let's have a conversation. Let's tell these people really and truly about all the parts that they've been playing in this. And I was, you know, I participated. I was very honest of all the things that I've experienced and I have witnessed. Okay. So I think it has helped me. That helped my mental health, being able to release and speak to someone and just share not my therapist but speak to someone that is willing to listen yeah and they're willing to take what i'm saying and you know create some sort of change in the environment that i work in so i think that really helps out 
but I think if I hadn't been in therapy, I wouldn't have been willing to have those type of conversations because I was very much like, I have no faith in any of what you lot are saying, so I'm not really going to waste my time. But I said, you know what, even if they don't do anything, I feel, I will feel better for having relieved myself for all of these things. Let them have it on record and let it not be, you know, even if they don't do anything about yeah. it. If no, there's ever any type of investigation they come across yeah. things that I said, I'm like, I told you. I said what I said when I said it. Exactly. Okay. So I think that was very, um, that was very helpful as well mm-hmm. after therapy. And I guess moving on to like friendships um, or just like relationships with people in general outside of your friends and, sorry, outside of your family and your colleagues. Mm. How has that been changed or impacted as a result of you know um your experience with therapy it has been uh, to be honest i used to always think i'm very blunt person very honest and i think it's some one thing that you mentioned the last time we sat down and we had this conversation is the thing about boundaries that Mm -hmm. we both learned Mm -hmm. and that I had to really hone in on because my therapist had to keep reminding me that, yo, you're not anyone's mother. Yeah. Stop mothering these people. You're just meant to be her friend. like, yeah. Or you're just meant to be, you know, you know, you're meant to be cousins or whatever. You need to just pull back a bit. You're doing too much. Mm. Just take time. So all those things, I had to apply a lot of boundaries. And it, ha- it was a very, like, difficult thing to do, to be with someone for years and years, having known... These are the, you know, this is the purpose that you serve in my life, and you know, you know, it's vice versa, and then you coming in and being like, yeah, so um, yeah, I'm not doing that no more. Yeah. Well, stop coming to me with this. Like, yeah. I can't handle that. Or kind of, that was very difficult. But I think the more I did it, and the more I saw the benefits of having to put these things in place, whereby I no longer had to, you know burden myself with people's problems that mm. I didn't have to yeah imagine, like I was yeah. no longer really stretching myself mm. to serve people that I, I, I don't know like it wasn't my responsibility in certain aspects of their lives let them deal with that we're all adults here you have your own issues that you have to deal with alone mm-hmm. and so do they you can support them where you can but I was really overextending myself and those boundaries really helped me to be to be able to kind of just pull back and you know all the energy that I was using to stretch just Mm. have it for myself (laughs) you know just have it for myself and just really love on myself the Mm. way I was stretching and loving on other people which I had no problem doing well Mm. I had no problem doing because I was used to it yeah but I think I knew that I was still I could still love you from over here you know I didn't have to stretch so far I could still you know it's still fun from over here halfway you know yeah honestly and that's probably a better way to do it because sometimes we we think that we're doing people good by offering ourselves to them but you know if if we stepped back long enough to notice yeah. we would see that we were the only ones stepping out there yeah it's very reason. true so it's very true and when you overdo for someone they never learn how to do for themselves mm-hmm. and that's the one thing that i that i sometimes re- i realized that i did a lot like i didn't allow people to be independent of me mm-hmm. And I just felt like, this is how I love. Like, this is, you know, I really love you so much. I want to do this thing for you. But when I'm not there, you're stuck. And I don't... And it's the same way that I parent the children that I parent. I want them to be independent of me as as soon as they can. Not to be adults so quickly, but to be able to do the things that are very basic and necessary. Like, you know, from a young age, just be able to you know clean things around you just to keep Mm. yourself clean and things like that just to teach them to do those things well so that when you're out of here for whatever reason they're still able to to just be to survive and just deal without you in ways that you know you would need to as a human being Mm. you can't rely on other people for certain things but yeah that's something that i really needed to do with my friendships i needed to as well as be honest with myself from that to be honest with those people and be able to find a way to put it in a way that it wasn't an attack because yeah. as much as I love to talk and people think oh yeah you you know you, you, I, I can be very witty so people feel like I love I love arguing I yeah. don't love it it's not yeah. my face <laughs> not at all like I hate that confrontation I hate when I have to have difficult conversations but I've learned that 
a lot of them are necessary mm-hmm. and they keep me moving because sometimes when you don't have certain conversations they keep you stuck because you feel like you feel this type of way but you can't move from this particular position or this type particular emotion simply because the other person doesn't know but sometimes when you do communicate that you can move through that emotion and you can move to a different space mm-hmm. whereby you now understand each other and maybe he has cleared up some weird emotion yeah. that you thought you know well they felt this way but no you talk to them and they were like had no idea and then you know you got back in a place where you could understand each other now you're moving along and you're progressing but a lot of the times when i didn't have those conversations i would be stuck in this space whereby i thought maybe someone was taking advantage of me but i didn't know how to kind of tell them Mm -hmm. in a way that wasn't like i'm attacking you but just to be like you know i just wish you showed appreciation or i wish you you know did your part or whatever so I'll be stuck in this place of, I don't know if I should do this anymore for them. Or I don't know. But yeah. it's like, you could just have a conversation and be like, I'm so sorry. I thought I said thank you. Or I thought, like, it's just very simple. Little things mm. like that. And it's that like, just keep us stagnant. And I hate to simplify it, but a lot of the time it comes back to, we always say communication, communication, oh. communication. And not just in romantic relationships, but in it's more important in those other relationships yeah. because it's not so communicated about. Mm. And sometimes it's it sounds very simple, but actually knowing what you want to communicate or knowing what you feel is the first step. Yeah. And then being able to package it in a way that's not going to come across as yeah. an attack, like you mm. say, or something that's quite harsh is the next step. And then it being received... That's on part the other end with your an hands. open heart and an open mind <laughs> Ooh, is, I have to, have to learn that the hard way it's not always going to happen so communication is is key but it's also very hard to, yeah, to get so right I, had to, I listened to um the I think it wasn't a TED talk I think it was something else Brene Brown did about I think it was about courage it's mm. on Netflix very I would highly recommend that um and I was listening to this woman talk about the idea of the expectations that we have when we communicate. Because you feel like you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You should feel like, okay, this is guaranteed to go the right way for me. Because I'm out here being a good person and yeah. stuff. <laughs> I'm out here telling you the truth. So you need to receive it in this way. But it's like, you, you can only do your part. Mm-hmm. You have to allow the other person. They have the right to take it however they would like to take it and i learned that the hard way i couldn't believe it i remember speaking to my therapist thinking is this girl all right why is she not taking this the way she's supposed to (laughs) and my therapist was like because she's her own person you 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 decided to speak to her about it and let her take her time to you know you know take time with it and you know if she decides to speak to you about it she yeah. will and i remember being really so frustrated yeah and i remember projecting thinking but i did the right thing i you know i spoke about these things that she needed to hear and and now i, d- I don't understand why she's not being an adult and i was like and my therapist started to tell me you need to allow her the time that you had because you took time to really process this. Mm. Allow her the time because she's taking a lot of this. This is new for your friendship. Mm. <laughs> like you've never had, a, had this kind of honest conversations to this extent. So allow that person to take the time to really engage with what you're saying. And it's not meaning that they're going to take it. Maybe they've taken it harshly. If they haven't communicated anything, they're probably still processing it. Mm. So like, but that space of me having the conversation and me waiting till the person decided that they wanted to speak about it again could be awkward yeah i just felt like i was oh i was so anxious i said i just kept thinking i was picturing conversations like oh i wonder how i should take it maybe if i did it like this maybe i fit no maybe i did that no maybe i shouldn't have and i was like and she was like chanel you're just done now yeah absolutely nothing you can do (laughs) absolutely nothing you can do just leave it if she comes back to you to speak about it, that's absolutely fine. But it's like, it's that space of the unknown. Like, but it's mm. just like, you have the courage to do it. So that's absolutely fine. That's all you can do is just have the courage to do it and just leave the rest and the it other is, person. It is really an act of bravery because the impact that going through therapy is going to have on all of your relationships, or all of the parts of your life is going to be noticeable for the people in those different parts of your life. So sometimes the hardest thing is not just talking to a therapist, but it's 
how everybody is going to respond to yeah. the new you. Mm. So I guess, a qu- I think a, probably a question that people who are listening might have is in all of those different areas, maybe we can go back through them one by one, what advice would you have for, I guess, both parties? So let's start with um, family. So what advice would you have for somebody who's listening who has a family member going through therapy mm. and they want to know how to receive them or how to you know help them through or be around them? Mm. And then what advice would you have for somebody who is listening who is going through therapy and wants to know, how am I going to deal with my people, <laughs> my family, when I'm done? Um, I think for the first one where like you have someone going through therapy and how to kind of best support them if you would if you're willing to that is, mm. is the fact that you're even willing to is like a big step, mm-hmm. and I think that's a you know the least you could do to be honest if you're really being open and you're caring about this person. Mm. But I think that the step that I would say the most important thing is just to listen okay. for when they're willing to speak about it. Don't press mm. on it. Don't press them about it. Like so today, so what did you talk about today at the mm. No 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 no. Like there's some days after therapy that you don't want to speak yeah. about it. And oh yeah, very familiar. Like, That's today has been really dry to me. <laughs> like, let me just take time with it. Yeah. So I think just like be open and just make it known that you're whenever you're ready mm. like or if there's anything i can do mm-hmm. or if you just want to talk and just want someone to listen just be let them know that you're open to be the person that you can come to and listen to i think that's one thing that i would say that my sister did brilliantly and that's not even a relationship that we had before mm. we just went to each other back and forth about different things but once she knew that i was going through something she would just randomly just check in and just sit down i'm like you know I like to be by myself yeah. and you were right and before I knew I was talking to her yeah. and she was listening she wasn't giving advice and that's the one thing that we feel like sometimes when we listen we have to respond mm. I'm not asking you questions I'm just telling you how I feel yeah. and it's very difficult if you're used to being a person that has answers mm. to just listen and not respond mm-hmm. so I'd say just listen just just listen just listen to them and if you feel the need to share don't overshare to the point that you're now burdening, the, burdening them with like you know, things are darker than what they're dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> You're running up their therapy bills. Don't, don't do that. that. <laughs> but yeah, just just be just willing to listen. And if you're okay. someone that's going through therapy with a the family, um, I would say if you're lucky enough to have at least one person within that family that mm. is a lot more easier to speak to than others, just hold on to them. Mm. Hold on to them and just be very um don't expect too much and because i know when i was going through what i was going through i had an experience where i spoke to someone about something that was very heavy mm. and i didn't take into account that they were also very human and they were not professionals yeah. and they reacted in a way that kind of re-traumatized me and i yeah. was and i was like nah i can't deal with this but on reflection i was like yeah but they're not therapists. They, they <laughs> They're not and they didn't professional. do anything that was very yeah. malicious, but they were very dismissive in their own way. Mm. And it took me a while to even move past that. It was my therapist that said, you know what? It wasn't ideal, but it wasn't something that he was taught how to deal with. Mm. So maybe like, you know, let's think about other ways that we can move past that. Maybe you can, when you're ready, explain to him that you kind of, you wish you took it in a different way but you understand why he didn't yeah. you know yeah so it was very much that so i would say just be find that one person in your family and if there's no one in your family that is like willing to speak about these things then find a friend yeah find a friend definitely i would say because it's very especially if you're going through if you're kind of unpacking very difficult and um traumatic experiences during mm. therapy then do find someone that can regularly check in on you and it's mm. important to them for them to know that you're okay i would say so yeah 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 and if you are i guess if there's someone listening who is considering therapy or in therapy um but also works full-time part-time whatever how would you what advice would you have for them in terms of navigating the working space because from what i remember a bad therapy session the night before means you're not going to be a great 
employee the next yeah. day. You're, yeah. There's just a lot that you're yeah. trying to Do work that. through in your mind. So what, what advice could you give somebody for balancing work and therapy? I would say this, the kind of, the country that we live in, you know, unlike places, most places away from some of us, mm. is very willing to support mental health mm. and a lot of businesses are they don't want to be seen as the people that you know puts you know stumped to someone when they were already down mm. so i think if you do have like a manager that you're very open with or someone that is maybe senior in your um, work environment that you can speak to and you can confide in them and tell them listen i'm going through a really hard time but i'm getting help at the moment mm-hmm. but i wanted to speak to someone who was aware of that fact so that you know, if it gets any worse during my journey, I can reach out, I can let you know, and we can make this flexible because mm. we might need to at some stage. So I would say to do that because I did that with my manager. She was very, very supportive. Like there was times at work, I think I reached out to you guys one day yeah. where I was not feeling myself. Like I was sitting at my desk and I want to cry there and then. Like yeah. not even one does. I want to bars. <laughs> just yeah. literally just yeah. bar my eyes out. Yeah. And I'll be like, I need to go. I need to step up for a minute. It's like, okay. Yeah. She'll be like, no, take your time. Take your time. Go, go. You don't need to tell me. Just go. Yeah. You know, send me a text if you need me. And she was very helpful. And I'll just go and sit outside and just look into space for a minute. Like, yeah. you just like, you need to speak to someone that is very much... That they, they, they're sensitive to your feelings and they they do care. Mm. But if it's not that, then speak to HR maybe. Yeah. HR, or they usually have like small groups within the organizations or company mm-hmm. that deal with, you know, the um the well-being of the staff mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. But, and so you would say that it's definitely worthwhile telling either your manager or somebody that you are definitely. about to start therapy and therefore yeah. you know there might be some days that yeah. are a bit difficult then yeah if it's something that is affecting your your actual present moods like maybe mm-hmm. something that um is very it's apparent as well mm-hmm. then you do if it's something that is quite like you know how we say that stay in therapy even when you feel like you don't need it mm-hmm. if it's something that you you know you're quite okay you know you're functioning very well it's not affecting any parts of your life then you don't have to tell them because mm-hmm. a lot of things, those, those things that we feel, people feel, still feel like being in therapy is personal. You can't tell anyone. Yeah. And it means that like, something's wrong with you. But if you feel like, no, I need the support. If I need to step out of here for a minute, then I need someone to know why. Right. I don't want to sit yeah. here for five minutes explaining why I need to step out. Mm. I just need to tell someone I'm just going to go and be like, okay, cool, that's yeah. fine. So yeah, I think that's necessary for workplace. Okay. Mm. And I guess... Because earlier this week it was, and I cannot recall what day, um, but it was suicide prevention or suicide awareness mm-hmm. day. Um, and so there's probably a few people who are listening. Well, there might not be, but just in case there are people who are listening who are unsure of whether, you know, actually going through with therapy will, you know, help them to get to a better place with um you know their mental state or some of the thoughts that they might be having like do you feel like you can be too far gone do you feel like um you're always going to come out of it better Mm. um i guess what would we say to those people who are listening and thinking man i feel like i'm really in a tough spot mm. and I'm not a hundred percent sure if I should even go down this road because yeah. it sounds like it's gonna be a bit of a journey and mm. I might get to an even lower point. Mm. Which is a tough, <laughs> it's a oh, tough one. It's is a is a dark space to be in. I would say I would say to be honest, a lot of people that I've been in those spaces and have been able to pull themselves back up or have had the, the strength because sometimes it may be that you don't even see a way that you can even pull yourself back up. But a lot of people that have lived to that extent and been able to, you know, um, manage to balance themselves back up, I would say they have made it quite clear that when you're there, it's not really, you don't really think of 
like ways to get out mm. you just think that it's, you're just surrounded by darkness darkness yeah. so it's not like you can't even make up shapes in the darkness to be like okay that looks like a tunnel i can walk down there mm-hmm. it's very much like you're just surrounded and you're kind of buried in this space where you're completely alone mm-hmm. but i would say not that i've been there myself mm-hmm. but i would say just if you do have the just even a small speck of like strength mm. if you can just use it to reach out to someone mm. just use it because i think like even when i'm having the shittest day which doesn't compare to this mm-hmm. i would say i would usually what i usually do is i would when i'm having like a like a really crazy day like where i feel like what is it's only 11 mm. <laughs> can this day end or, can this day end already like yeah. i feel like no i'm already quite i'm already quite drained of what i can give i can't give any more to this day mm. i do try and keep still sometimes mm. sometimes just remaining still and i think a very close friend of us said it recently mm. of just being able to exist and breathe sometimes that alone yeah feels like such a task yeah it just feels like it's so difficult because it feels like you're dealing with so much. So it's like when you ask yourself to do all these other things that you, you know, you're responsible to do as an adult sometimes, mm-hmm. you feel like it's too much. But I think when you're in the space where, where you have just a speck of energy, just to take the step, if I could ask that you use that step to just reach out mm-hmm. to someone that is able to help. Because if you, once you get to that person... And they are a professional and they are able to help. If you let them know where you're at, like emotionally and mentally, mm-hmm. they will know what to do, yeah. you know, and they will do their best. And that's, you did something, you know, mm. not that the people that don't do anything are at fault because you can't really speak for anyone or where they're at in their mind. But at least you did, you did something. And that's one thing that if you live through it, you know, future you might be very thankful for mm. but i can't even speak on being in a space where you're that close to being like yeah i'm done here mm. i'm done here but i would say if you do have a speck of strength use it to reach out to someone because a lot of us are surrounded by people that are not professionals and those people might help us as best as they can but at, at the end of the day they're not professionals mm. you know and it's like it just takes a lot of people have been reaching out to the wrong people sometimes, mm. whether it be your friends. Sometimes they don't even know how far gone someone is when they're maybe requesting for your attention or your help or something. You don't know how far gone they are. It could just be that you're maybe already busy in your adult life mm. and this and this is going on. Before you know it, a lot of people have lost people and you're like, what? Wait, what? But it's like, Life moves so quickly, even when people lose lives or people are losing their life day to day. There's certain things that we just don't, we don't acknowledge until it's really too late, mm. when it's really too late. So I would say, if you do have this, any kind of strength, just reach out to a professional. Yeah. Because that is their, that is their job. That's literally their job, to save lives. I would almost even say, it's funny that you say that around about um, people that we know very well, Mm -hmm. just being so caught up in what they've got going on. And sometimes I feel like if, again, not, uh, I'm speaking from the perspective of someone who's never been in so dark a space that I couldn't see any way out. Um, But I know there are many people who have been and who are now. So I guess I would say sometimes the people in your day-to-day might not be as helpful. Mm. And I would even say reaching out to a complete stranger yeah. is better than nothing. Yeah. Well, I can obviously say that from a, from a privileged standpoint, yeah. but it could give you a somewhat of a different result because the people that we know very well know us to the capacity that they know us but if you speak to somebody who knows nothing about you they only have the option to listen without any prejudgments any preconceived notions about Mm. you or what you might do and they and they can just listen yeah 
Um, and so, you know, while I'm not encouraging that you, <laughs> if you don't feel comfortable with it, go and you speak, know, to, spill, a speak to a stranger, yeah. but sometimes people that are unfamiliar to us might be able to offer us more of a listening ear than people who are too familiar. It's very true. Mm. It is very true. Like I said, sometimes people... I don't know, we're human at the end of the day. Mm. You don't know what kind of space you found someone in. You might be in a worse space, but you don't know. You might have found them in a space that they are not helpful today. Today, mm. usually they will be very helpful, yeah. but today something is going on and they're not able to be there for you the way you need someone to be there for you. So it is very true. Sometimes someone that you have no connection to, um, and I think if you're in a dark space, I would, I would always prefer that person is someone that is professional. Mm. Um, it's probably best to just speak to them than speak to someone that, because it could be that you just waste that one like your last ounce, your of last la- little yeah. bit of strength that you had to reach out to someone that's just gonna blow your light out. The yeah. little bit of light that you had, it's yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine being in that level, that kind of that darkness. Mm. I can't imagine. But if ever I was, I would. I would pray that I'm able to reach out to someone in yeah. time yeah. that, you know, as a professional, that they, I'm just able to just sit and just... just Offload. Offload. And there are... So what I'm going to do in the description box, because um, uh, because I, I think that day has been very much acknowledged in the last week, is yeah. put um, the number for... Um, or put several um, details for services that you can call for free and yeah. just talk to somebody, um, you know, whether it's the Samaritans or, or whatever, there is always a place that you can go. And, you know, as much as it, it seems like, you know, you're kind of sharing a really sensitive part of yourself, people, these people are trained and they study and they have dealt with, um, you know, all sorts of people mm. going through all sorts of challenges in their lives, um, and so I think it would be worth it would be worthwhile speaking to somebody who yeah. is a professional and who is trained and who could probably put you back on a path that is comfortable for you. And the future, so, yeah. you would definitely thank you for it. Yeah, yeah. honestly, honestly. Like, your mind is one of the most important, if not the most important space in your body that you own. And it's like, you can't, you, it's impossible to kind of navigate through how, how the hardest life is with a mind that is in such darkness. Because mm. there's already so much darkness in this world, to be honest. But to be in, in a space, your personal space is also dark, mm. is, I can't imagine how, how, to, to be in that as a permanent state. Yeah. It's funny because when it comes to our bodies, when we look at people who go to the gym, you know, we see that as a positive thing. Yeah. And they're going there to increase their strength mm. and to, you know, be more fit and healthy. Um, and so I think that, I think that the direction that things are going in, people will definitely look at therapy as being like a mind gym. Yeah. And it, and it won't be seen as, I'm not saying that it has been, but in some communities and some cultures, sometimes people see people see therapists as, they see it as a sign of weakness, but That's actually true. it's a sign of strength. It really is. Especially if you, you know, you see it all the way through and you have positive changes, you know, you are going to strengthen your mind mm. and to, you know, help it to help you. Yeah. So I think you should always look at it as, you know, your mind gym. I'm just going to get my mind right. Mm. That's what this segment's called. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's only a positive thing that you're doing. Yeah, to be honest, asking for help alone is mm. courageous because I feel like there are a lot of a lot of us in the world where we would be in a better space if we asked for help. Mm-hmm. But it's like we want to do for ourselves so much. We want to be kind of be like, yeah, you're just gonna push push through, keep trying again, keep trying again. But if you did really ask for help. Like, there are so many people that I've studied so much that some of us are not even interested in studying. Mm. Why waste your time, you know, feeling like this thing that is so, like, complex? Yeah. When you can just ask someone that I studied it, mm. that they know exactly, they know all the formulas. Just ask them yeah. and allow them to kind of guide you through it. And it's like, 
I just like learned recently, and I'm still reading this um the vulnerability book by Brene Brown, how much a lot of things come down to just being vulnerable from like the relationships that we choose to be in to like the decisions that we make about a lot of the things that we do decide about even asking for help <laughs> mm. even asking for help you have to be there's a need to be a level of su- the surrender in your mind like okay i don't know what i'm doing here yeah <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing here i Very do need so. the help you just genuinely need to come to that place but a lot of us that choose to kind of do things ourselves and there's nothing wrong with that but when you're doing something that you don't know mm-hmm. it's like there's a le- there's an there's ego attached to it that you don't you don't actually need to be suffering yeah. you could just go over there that person so over there knows what they're doing it's so easy for honestly them. and we're so privileged to be in a country whereby a lot of these things like even just the nhs <laughs> yeah some pe- people around the world are suffering like have diseases for years and years that they're unable to see anyone about simply because they don't have a service like we do. Mm. So we have this service. Why not take advantage of it? Like we pay taxes regularly. Please use our taxes. I beg you. If we never get to use these services to the full extent of the taxes we pay, we urge any UK listeners. I encourage to do everyone that. to go. I haven't called the police or ambulance in a while. <laughs> I need for you guys. So if you need them, please, please reach out and do what you need to do because those people are there. They're waiting for people that need them. And if that's you, mm-hmm. reach out. Reach definitely out. agree. Definitely, definitely agree. And I think that we are going to round things off there. Mm. Um, Thank you so much again, Shaleen. You are welcome as always. Um, it, it's always good to have you and to like have you share so openly about your experience because it's it's something that's quite personal and mm. that's quite private to most people. So the fact that you're able to do that, I know, is going to help loads of people. Um, I will if. Shamim has any book recommendations? I'll have Definitely linked them in the episode notes. So check those out. And yeah, we guess I guess we'll speak to you guys soon. Um, have a great week. This will be going out on Monday, so have a good week. If you're ever feeling like it's all a bit overwhelming or it's all getting on top of you, please do take the time to step back and just allow yourself to gather everything up again and mm. do reach out to somebody. Um, you never know how much of a difference it can make. Um, but yeah, otherwise, we will see you guys or speak to you guys soon. Yes, take Bye-bye. care.